Wait, so you only played it with your adults, or did your kids play too? No, we didn't let the kids play. It was just adults. <laughs> was that like a deal where you were like, oh, we're going to make y'all all watch this amazing new game, but you don't uh-huh. get to play it? Like, was that intentional? You're just kind of getting them all excited about it? Yeah, we said, who wants to play a game tonight? And they were like, we do. I said, well, you don't get to. <laughs> we took ours. <laughs> we took ours to what we call Mantry, and we put it out on the uh, on the big they have a, this place we go to has this big artificial turf football field and we set it up out there and it was amazing kids loved it they were running around well, we have two yeah we have two uh, yeah people so we are like two, what are we talking so about we, well we do this sometimes we do like leader challenges every now and then instead of letting okay. the students come up and play so we yeah. do a junior high leader versus high school and they like pick the leader they want and we bring them up it's pretty funny it's close what was yeah. awesome is we just set them up like on opposite sides of the room and they were just trying to be the first one to clear it all and so when it got down to like two left on either side, they started yeah. playing defense. Uh, they got a little, got a little dirty. Got real competitive real fast. Like it's it. fun though. Yeah, yeah. Our kids are running around like nuts playing it. It was amazing. So, well, uh, that's Jody there on the other side of the microphone, and hey everybody. Uh, I'm Chris, and we are the Longer Hall Youth Ministry Podcast, and we're talking about this brand new game that we both found when we were at Conclave here a few weeks ago, and we both bought a set. And started a relationship with uh, with with these with these folks because they're great and it's it's a game called Aerosport. How would you That's describe so Aerosport there, Jody? Because um, I saw it and I had to have. Yep. Matter of fact, I left. I don't know if you remember. I yeah, left Conclave with their sets. <laughs> that they've been yeah. Using. No, it's man. It's what I here's what I like about it. You don't have to be good at anything to play it, and the ah, better you are, it's you're an not equalizer. Really it's totally yes. equalizer. Yeah, the athletic guys who think they're awesome, they're losing to girls. Yes. And the girls who feel like often they can't keep up, they're dominating sometimes. It's good. I, it's like yeah, uh, I, you throw a disc and you knock these big rubber rockets off, off of, of these poles. Yeah. Think of a T. The poles are shaped like a T. And there's yes. some three rockets sitting on top. Two on the bottom. And two on the bottom that are hanging. And you got to hit them. Like, you got to hit them. Yeah. And the guy told me, and and we played this rule, like it's all about precision, not my. So you, if you hit the pole for us, if you, hit the, if you hit the pole and knock something down, it doesn't count. You had to put it back up. That's oh, you what, put it back on. Yeah, that's Ooh. what we did. Like but that. it's aerosport, and it's like a blue and red rockety thing, and it's awesome. That's so, yeah, was, you know, we were talking with these guys, and, like, this dude, Mike Kenner, is the guy who started this company. Um, and I think his family was a part of that, and he came up with this idea. Um, it's kind of up there, you know. I, full disclosure: I mean, I, nine square is in a league of its own to me, you know. Um, yeah, oh, for sure. But that said, it is one of those type of games. I would put it right there. Yeah, it's right there. I mean, it packs we set up it up the day it came. <laughs> it packs up it really, came. really quick, but it also sets up really, really quick and is durable. Yep. Yeah, we set it up in the office the day it came. Yep. And literally had a line of people from the church staff trying to hit it in the trying hallway. Trying to play? Oh, geez. That's amazing. So, so, awesome. so here's, the, here's the awesome part. So, again, and we're, and we're always, we always try to be super honest with everybody, I mean, on, on our podcast. And so we both bought a set because we saw it and we both knew that we would like it and that our people would like it. So we both left Conclave. I took one home with me. You ordered one while you were at Conclave, and mm-hmm. it came like the very next week. 
but because Mike and I, the guy who own, owns the company there, um, he and I were talking, and I told him about the podcast, and sure enough, he was interested in getting the word out about this thing. And so they signed on as a uh, as a podcast sponsor. So they're one of our sponsors now. They're our newest sponsor, which is awesome. Which is awesome. And yeah. even more. Oh, there's more. There's so much more. In case it gets um, better. Because we're all about the coupon codes, right? We like the we're all about the, we're all about the codes, you know. Like if you're going to listen, save you some go, money if you're going to spend something. We're going to yeah. try so. So if you go check out uh, aerosport dot net, and we can link in the show notes page, of course. But it's air o the letter o sport dot net. No, not dot net. Dot fun. Dot fun. Dot fun. Aerosport dot fun. Um, I need to get Chris dot fun. I wonder if that's available because I'm fun. I'm just throwing it out there. Trent family dot fun. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Oh. Um, so, sure enough, um, there's a coupon. If you're interested, you can get free shipping plus an upgrade to what they call their glow-in-the-dark discs. Which this may I not want. make any sense to you, except that you're going to have to go take a look at this and watch a video of this game being played. But the, air, the, the they have glow-in-the-dark discs as well. So, if you buy one, you'll... You enter the the longer, not the longer haul. If you just enter longer haul, one word, it'll get you a sweet uh, deal on shipping, which is free. They'll they'll ship it for free. Plus, you'll get the upgrade to the glow in the dark discs, which is awesome. It's fantastic, and there's more. Oh, but wait, there's more. Tell us what's next. We're gonna. They have they have been willing to give one away to a longer We're haul. Give one away. It's a so, it's a giveaway. So this you can like, head yeah. to thelongerhaul.com slash giveaway Gosh, I and wish I enter waited. to I win. Tried to enter. We should have waited. We could have just won one. Uh, longerhaul.com slash giveaway, enter to win. We'll run this for a couple weeks, and then we'll announce the winner. You can have your very own. So if you're listening, it's, sure enough, you need to go on, go to thelongerhaul.com mm-hmm. slash, slash giveaway. giveaway. And I just tapped my microphone thing. Did you hear that? Bunk. Nope. Um, slash giveaway and enter to win one of these things. Enter to win. Share it with and, a friend. Um, but for sure, go check out Aerosport. Great people. And we, we, you know, our sponsors, these are all folks that we we use. And so, therefore, we feel confident um, recommending this, folks. I think your youth ministry, it's not... Full disclosure again, it's not the cheapest thing in the world you're ever going to buy. But the durability and how long-lasting it would be. Dude, you could totally, like, if you're going to camp somewhere or if you're going mm-hmm. on a beach trip. Yep. It, you can play Pack it inside. It you can play it outside. It's good. I like it. Oh, I'm digging it, man. And it's fun. Yeah. It's it's, fun. it's one of those things. It's so simple. You're like, I could have thought of this. Yeah. <laughs> but you didn't, and someone else did. Well, there did. are some similar games to it. This is just, a, like, I think it's like uh, it's I think the best it's one like I've a seen. water like bottle version of it or something. Yeah. Um, but this thing looks this awesome. great. And uh, it's just people. When we set it up, this is no joke. When we set it up the first night, um, kids just started hovering around going, what, what is, is this? <laughs> <laughs> I'm That's not awesome. kidding. Like, I'm not even embellishing that. They were like, I'm like, you want to try it? They're like, yeah. And I let my kids, because I care about my students, Jody. Yeah. So I let my students try. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Our kids get to play it next week. Yeah. (laughs) 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 So anyway, hey, speaking of sponsors, Aerosport, amazing, aerosport.fun. Don't forget to give away 
thelungerhall.com slash giveaway. That said, you guys know our other sponsor. Say it with us, friends. YM360. YM360. Love those folks. And I kid you not, they have something going on right now that if you're listening, you still have, and it's before Easter, you still have time to be a part of this thing. But they've got their new Easter uh, Devo, and that thing is incredible. And Longer Hall will get you a 10% discount on that thing, which makes it even cheaper. It's only like $5.99 already. Yeah. And so, like, I mean, you get, you get, you know, you get this thing for like 10% I mean, less. Just over $5. <laughs> I mean, it, and it's like a, it starts on Ash Wednesday. But even if it's after Ash Wednesday when you're listening, if, if it's not too far, I mean, you could still get on board with this thing and offer some up to your kids because it's just good. The stuff they do is great. So, why I'm 360. Check that out. Can we put a can we put a link to yeah. that actual Devo? Sure, um, absolutely. Great. We'll put that in the show notes. Yeah, and um, I'm pulling up the name of it real quick. I think I know it. I don't want to say it wrong though. Um, and it is called pulling it, pulling it, processing, processing. Arise. I was going to say that. Um, arise. That's what it's called. It's got a big red stripe down it. Don't doubt yourself. You know what? I, when I hear arise, what do you think of when you hear arise? Really old song. Ah, that's what I was thinking of. Is it a new rise, song? Arise, my love. Arise, yeah, my again. love. New song, baby. That's what I'm talking about. That's right. There you go. So yeah, yeah, super fun. Uh, great, great conversation today with a good friend of the show, Bubba Crowder. We're talking fundraising, which is uh, something I think everyone deals with. Yeah, he's been on before and talked about fundraising, uh, but he's got some new thoughts, and we just love him and love what they do. Yeah, so we were able to steal some time at Conclave to sit down and do uh, a few minutes with him. And, uh, man, I think it's super helpful. And I just love his. I appreciate his heart for the church and for students. Literally was going to say the same thing. It's a heart. I think why I like having him so much is just hearing the heart behind the fundraising, which I think in itself is a huge lesson for all of us when we're thinking about having to do fundraising or helping our students do fundraising is the heart part of this thing. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Well, that he's and good, they, and I think he helps. He really helps with perspective on fundraising, which I think if you're new to student ministry, new to fundraising, or even if you're not, sometimes just it's just the gross part that people don't want to deal with. Yes. But you, you and he, I, I love the way he frames the thought behind fundraising. I think it's just really helpful and freeing in a lot of ways. And so, yeah, and I think especially if you're just getting into this world, it will help you understand that that part is probably the more, it's not so much the what you're going to do, it's yeah. the why you're mm. going to do it. Would you agree with that? hundred uh, percent. Yeah. hundred percent. So, yeah. cool. All right. Well, good should we jump in it's here? A good one. Yeah, let's jump in. Let's jump in. Awesome. Awesome. Well, here's today's conversation with Bubba Crowder from Fund the Nations. All right. Welcome back, Bubba Crowder. What's up, man? Hey, How man, you how been? Are you? I'm good. It's good to so see you guys. So you've been on the podcast before, so you're coming back for the second time. This is the first time, though, actually seeing your faces. So I know. The last time we were, like, in three different states or whatever. Yeah. I was standing yeah. in a back room in our office. Just, <laughs> are you really? Was. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, because we have an open work environment, so I can't really just sit out in the middle. There's too much uh, okay. noise going on. All right. That works. Um, so tell everyone, tell our listeners who you are, what our, what our friendship's all about, how we connected, and but really what you do nowadays and uh, what you've been doing. Absolutely. So I founded uh, Fund the Nations in 2008. We help people fundraise through T-shirts. 
So whether you're adopting, you're on a mission trip, or you serve at a nonprofit, we create custom designs for you to sell to your audience as a fundraising product. Um, we've been doing that for around 11 years and have helped raise over $30 million. So wow. really, we always say at our company that t-shirts is product B, fundraising is product A. We enjoy helping people raise money. And so we, um, we've done everything from help fund nonprofits to help an entire family, help a family with an entire adoption. This past year, we were able to, um, through an adoption campaign kind of competition we had, we were able to fund an entire adoption. So we've seen some pretty neat stuff. Um, have known you guys for a good bit now, especially uh, you, Chris, uh, met when we were, uh, I was working for Student Life back in 2001 or two. Mm. Yeah. So we're going almost 20 years of friendship and uh, coincidentally have the exact same birthday. The exact same, exact birthday. same birthday. And Jody, no joke, I think we may have talked to this on yeah. the last podcast, but if, if you've not heard it, like every single year I get a text from <laughs> Bubba that says, because he, but, okay, Wait, no, no, go ahead and no, do you, the text first. No, but the it's text first. It says happy birthday. To the, to the third best looking guy born on July 23rd. Because I've got an identical twin. He's got an identical twin. <laughs> so if, at best, he's the third. However, best, third. however it changed, but now I'm like number four. So my, my son was born on the same day. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I'm just, I keep getting moved down. Chris is now number four. <laughs> getting moved down the chain. The fourth best looking guy I know fourth that was born on this day. Fourth best looking guy born on July 23rd. I think it's a pretty unique title. Yeah, it carries it, some, I mean, it carries some weight. Can we add it to your business card at the bottom? I should. I should. You, need, you put it in your, your email tag, you know, your yeah, signature. That's good. You need a button. That's so funny. But, well, hey, no doubt. So here's the thing. We, we know, Bubba, and we know ultimately you are, you, you do t-shirts and you, you know, Funded Nations, phenomenal, 52 threads. We use you guys. But th there are lots of other t-shirt comes in. This is not so much about that because I know your heartbeat with that. You're a Kingdom Vision guy. There are other places, whatever. So let's drill that. One thing, though, that you are gifted in and that you've spent a ton of time thinking about is more the Funded Nation side of things. And, of course, Jody and I have had to think about this as youth pastors and a lot of our listeners, including people that are here at Conclave where we're hanging out, they have to do fundraising. So earlier we were talking a little bit about your philosophy of fundraising. So let's do a little bit of that and maybe yeah. we can then get into just some practical ideas on some things so people can take away from this thing. Yeah, just for some background on how I identify with fundraising with some of your typical students, um, I grew up in a non-Christian home, non-church home. My parents didn't go. They just dropped us off every week. So they refused to help with fundraising. So if I had a mission trip or a camp, they didn't want any part of that. They didn't want us to accept any money from the church. They didn't want us to be a part of it. So I had to figure, I was, I was a student that had to figure out how am I gonna pay for camp? Here's the flip side. My parents were wealthy, they had money. So they were able to write checks that some people's parents were not able to. So I had kind of this weird, I wanted to be involved with the students. So that all happened. I went off to college and had to figure out how do I raise money. I'm from a small town, first mission trip. Everybody's writing support letters. I don't know that many people, right? So it's just always been a very interesting conversation for me. And then I became a student pastor in 2007. And it became really real when I had students come in my office and say, hey, can't afford to go on this mission trip, you know, and so just began to brainstorm through things. And we settled, I went through a ton of ideas, I actually settled on t-shirts um, because I really couldn't find anybody that was doing that at the time. But the thing that I thought that was so unique about product fundraising is it gave this tangible way for somebody to kind of create a community. So that this student creates this t-shirt they sell them like girl scout cookies pre-sell them then they pass them all out well guess what the entire church is wearing shirts that know that, that identify with this student going to it was mexico that summer so now you're able to kind of create this community of people that, are, that they it becomes your village 
And not only do you know they're your village, but you can physically see they're your village. I'll never forget the first time we helped somebody adopt from our church. All of a sudden, these people are wearing these shirts that have China on the front. Well, the child comes home six months later, and we're looking at this child. So every time I see somebody wearing that shirt at church and know that child's in the nursery right now, what a cool moment. Yeah. And that was 10 years ago. That child's 13 years old now. So I, now I get to see him in middle school. And so it's just a really unique reminder. And people still wear the shirts all the time. I mean, 13, you know, 10 years ago, people still wear the shirts. Um, and so it just creates that great community village aspect because people can wear it. There are other fundraising uh, products that are great. I mean, every, people sell everything from, from shirts to hot sauce, but t-shirts last for a long time. And so they're a great visible reminder that, hey, something, something special happened here and we were all a part of it, you know? So that, that's one of the things that I, I kind of love to collect stories. Yeah. We've actually got a book at our booth back there that we, we made a kind of a flip book of all some different stories of, of students that have raised money. So if anybody wants to swing by and check it out, that's actually here at the location. We'd love to do that. Yeah, that's really cool. Really cool. It's great. You mentioned earlier some of just your philosophical ideas. I mean, you know, that's a fancy, sounds so grown up to say you it like that. You are so smart. What's that? You've, you've become smarter with each guest we interview. I know, yeah. Your words are getting bigger. Like you're, you're sh- somebody just died. Yeah, somebody just, something happened in the background. Yeah. But uh, you, what, what, I mean, what are some of your thoughts behind that? Like reasons to fundraise things? I mean, you mentioned the community part. That's a big part of it for you. Yeah, there's also a great faith that it takes in fundraising, understanding that people are, are coming alongside me and they're, be, they're being a part of what we're doing. Um, I think just the ability to, to do that, to, to, to kind of create this, um, this, uh, this moment, this, again, tangible expression of I'm doing this, I'm going, and now there's people that are here on my team and supporting me. They're able to pray for me. Um, again, I just, um, it's, it's something that, uh, in my eyes is important in that process. You know, it would be great if every church could just subsidize every mission trip, but you'd really be missing out on this aspect that I'm trusting God to provide and God uses the community kind of provide for me. So I I think that's, again, that's a kind of a neat, uh, a neat little picture. I had another thing. I can't remember what the, the other thing was. I was telling you guys as we were getting started, the first thing was the community and I, I, I talk Let's about this so much. The second one. Yeah, yeah. Um, Jody, we you've been recently we've been talking just a lot about ideas. I mean, we could yeah. jump into some just any even just questions, but I mean the fact is is that a lot of a, a lot, lot of, of youth churches, groups, yeah. a lot of youth groups have to do this. Right. And yeah. and a lot of youth pastors all of a sudden are expected to become experts in something that they're not necessarily good now. Some some youth pastors are natural entrepreneurs, you know, type people. But some are not, you know. Yeah, we like to say that money shouldn't determine your calling, just fund it. You know, so money can often be that great barrier to actually getting to do what you need to do or what you want to do or what, what God's calling you to do. And it becomes such a, a block. You know, somebody came by our booth at this conference and said, you know, we would love to do three mission trips this summer, but I don't think we can afford that. We're just going to do one. And so I began to kind of talk through, hey, let's think of different options. Like, there's some ways we can raise money to make this happen. And just knowing, so adoption, you know, sorry, mission trips are one thing, but then you've got adoptions that are super expensive, anywhere up to forty, fifty thousand dollars $50,000. And the ability to say yes to that and then start letting God provide through fundraising and through the community that you're building. I look at fundraising really in three different kind of slices. One is, is products, which we're a part of, but the other two would be events. People have concerts, they have storytelling shows, you know, come and share. They'll have a missionary come share. Um, they'll have somebody come, you know, I- any kind of live event where you can fundraise. And then uh, also in the products category, you got food, you know, people do Boston butts, all these kind of things. Um, but then the third one will be just the straight ask. 
ask. I'm going to send out a letter. I'm going to put it on Facebook. I'm going to send out an email because I've got people that believe in what I do. And this is my, the thing that I forgot, creating a, crafting a story around your fundraising. You're not just simply asking people for money. You are asking them to be a part of your story. And that's so important because that communicates so much better than just simply, hey, can I have some money to go to Guatemala this summer? But here's what we're doing. Here's where we're going. Here are the people that are affected. And when somebody is fundraising, helping you fundraise, they become part of your story. And that's so important to communicate from the very beginning. Um, you know, think about the way people sell things on social media these days. They're not just putting products out there, but they're creating a storyline. And yeah. people want to be a part of a good story. So I think that's important. Well, and I think that's important. Even like you're talking about, okay, so say, say the church is even going to take up an offering or something, right? Being able to, com- to tell a compelling story of why it's important other than just, hey, we're going to take an offering to help or whatever. Or if it's a fundraiser, whatever it is, that story piece, right. man, is just so, so, so important. And uh, I love, we, and Chris and I have talked about this too, like there's so many things youth pastors are expected to be experts at right away and fundraising is one of those things that is such an integral part of what many 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 youth pastors have to do Mm. it's also something that a lot of folks are really uncomfortable with the idea of or having to be in charge of or talking about it and so i love that the importance of that story to that piece and i think regardless of the size of your church if that's something that you're not super comfortable with you can find an adult a volunteer somebody that maybe that's more in their wheelhouse maybe somebody that's a salesman or that kind of personality and ask them to be you know head up your fundraising because you you would hate for let's say you're a little bit of an introvert you would hate for that to be a barrier to your own students fundraising simply because that wasn't in kind of inside your comfort zone the story though matters can we do a deep dive in that because I think it's one thing to do a, a fundraising experience for the purpose of going on a mission trip, maybe a youth camp type experience. But if I'm doing fundraising to go to Six Flags, maybe not so much. Right. Well, for sure. And people, people are sometimes, if they can't, if they can't, if they can't kind of fill out your story and see where you're going and what you're doing, you may get some support, but it won't be nearly as much if you can effectively communicate. And, and today with social media, everybody's got a camera on their phone. You've got much better access and tools to be able to share where you're going, what's going on there, and to be communicating kind of the overall picture of what's happening. And again, like, like you said, that's so important because th- that's, that's really where they begin to say, hey, we're a part of this. And I would say that that village and that story if you want to be successful year over year with fundraisers, don't let it end when the trip starts. Communicate the trip while you're gone. Make sure that you share on social media, post, communicate to the parents. And then when you get back, find a way to share, to, to follow up. So big. I, I'm, I'm not always big on like an open mic night, but something in a way to make sure that people know that you appreciate them. And here's what you were a part of. You know, here's a Here's a big deal. Here's what we did. Here were the lives that were changed. Um, here was our experience. And you got to be a part of this. Just a, a thank you. I think the um, follow-up is the is a huge piece that most miss, right. right? And so, like, even if it's letter writing, okay, follow up with a, another letter, right? An overview of, of what happened. Well, in today's person, technology, send an email or send, a, you you know, Facebook message. There's so many ways to leverage that. But often, yeah, we even on the fundraising start, we, we're all about getting the money. Right. But then once we get the money, then sometimes we forget to come back and like, hey, let's share. You gave to this. 
Let's talk about the victories that we saw. And don't fragment it. Just, just the same way that you share the story up front, think about sharing the story when you get back. You know, it's all part of the same kind of holistic picture of fundraising that we're not simply asking for money. We're asking you to be a part of our story. That's really I good. think it's, you know, so we do, we do a similar thing. It's a real big, uh, for us, when we go to Dallas, uh, Texas, with our seventh and eighth grade students, we take them there. And to pull off that trip, I have to have, numerous people on the ground in Dallas from Atlanta to Dallas. We've got a couple shower truck people. We've got some people that are helping cook all of these volunteer type people. Right. right. And I've always felt like it's super important to say to those people on the back end, as a result of what you've done, we believe right. that you actually had a part in these decisions that were made on this or these uh, houses that were painted or the, this, food that was packaged right? right as a result of that having been for over 10 years now uh to dallas on that trip we've built up this incredible network of people mm-hmm. and i constantly get told how much they look forward to getting that note that explains all of that stuff out i think the same thing would be true for any type of fundraising it would be super important that you make sure they understand hey when you bought that 15 dollars t-shirt or when you bought that meal at the chili supper we did or you came to the car wash or you did this thing, right? we actually believe that you helped contribute to these kids on this trip that ended up trusting Christ. We feel like you're, you're a part of that. Correct. And you're connecting the dots for them. And oftentimes we think that everybody sees it, but they just don't. They're so focused on their small part of the role, their, you know, their task or their job, that they're not able to connect the dots. But you as a leader... It's your job to make sure you're connecting the story and to what they gave and what they were a part of to make sure everybody kind of sees the vision the whole time. And and then on the back end, one year later, when you say, hey, we're doing this again and we are doing we're doing this fundraiser again, you're more likely to get buy in. Right. Because they begin to trust you with the money, you know, and the following year when you start the story, you can. You can start with where you finished last time. Hey, this is what we saw God do last time. Right. If yes. it's a reoccurring event like that. Yeah. And so the story then carries across, which is nice. I, I think some advice that I would give for people who are fundraising is, one, don't try to spread yourself too thin. 18 fundraisers at one time might as well not be any. The other thing is people get exhausted by fundraising. So think about biggest impact saving our energy for what's going to work. Unless it's Girl Scout cookies, Bubba, because, like, I'm down with a Girl Scout cookie girl popping by or once a year. Krispy Kreme donuts. You know, she comes in and trying to sell girls. I, I don't get tired of that. I can't, I can't, I'm all about buying a Girl Scout cookie. We can have a different podcast on diet, and we'll talk about that, okay? I'm sure we can. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we used to do Krispy Kreme donuts, and we'd have to drive. I'd have to drive down to get them. They were, like, 30 minutes away. And so we would do all the pre-orders. We go down, and then I would have to go pick up all the donuts. How many and, would you eat before you go back? Oh, like two boxes yeah. before I got back. <laughs> and best so, girl, best girl scout they cookie. shorted us two. No, listen. So then, after the second year, I wasn't allowed to pick up the donuts anymore. <laughs> we had a parent who would go get them because I would literally start just eating all the donuts. Yeah. No, best girl scout cookie. Before we move on, best girl scout. I'm, What's the chocolate one with the uh, the, the peanut butter chocolate? The tagalongs, tagalongs, tag tag all about a tagalong. I like Samoa, Samoa. Cookies. Yeah, that's, that's mine. Like a that's coconut on it. That's the coconut one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so anyway, the, I interrupted the, you totally. Keep the, going. The other one, yeah. the other one is 
figure out what your strengths and weaknesses are in fundraising. You know, not every product sells in every context and not every context is fit to have a, a concert to raise money. You know, it may be more of a, a garage sale concert, uh, sorry, a garage, garage sale context that this works for us. And so trying to figure out what your sweet spot of what works event wise and what works product wise. And that's just trial and error, but yeah. you know, being willing to do that and, and, uh, and, and see what works. Not everything works for everybody in every city and every location and for every personality, but there is some fundraising that will work for you, for sure. It's good. For it's sure, good. if you connect your story. Any big uh, don'ts come to your mind? Um, other than the not spreading yourself too thin, I think, um, man, not, not over asking the same people year after year, letting them, if you're sharing your story, trusting they're gonna come back to you you know, you'd rather give some, if you have a big donor in your church or, or, or you know, maybe there's a company like we do at our church, we do, we do a um, affordable Christmas where we subsidize Christmas for our neighborhood. Um, we have some pretty big corporate sponsors and we try to let them, even though we're persistent, we try to make sure we don't overact, go to the same pot over and over and over, but you share the story and let them kind of stay involved year round. And then when it's time, if they need to push back, you let them make that call you don't want to burn out a, a, a fundraiser. You don't want to burn out somebody that's a very faithful donor. Um, just making sure that you are respectful of that. Hey, I just think some people come to a place where they see somebody that gives time and time again, and they begin to, I don't want to say abuse that relationship, but they take it for granted. You know, making sure that you're keeping an eye on that. So, but I mean, for the most part, I, I, I'm pretty aggressive. Just go for it. You, you've, got a, you've got a need. You've got a calling. Somebody who wants to help you get your story out there as much as possible. It helps with social media day, day right? Correct. It's Correct. a huge part of it because one thing I think about often when I'm, when I'm, it's one thing to live in Atlanta where I live and the kids that we're working with large communities. But if you're living in more of a, like a rural community, uh, somebody, I know I have people listening. I mean, we've got people listening that live it. It's a little bit more of a challenge. If you've got a, like if you live in a one high school town, the well is not as deep, you know? Right. And so, but the beautiful thing is social media can play a huge part in that. Like whatever you're doing, because social media spreads that, yeah. spreads that out to a whole different, right. you know, but you're, you're not limited anymore. Yeah. To your, so moms your and dads can get involved in that in terms of just spreading the word on Facebook, especially when you're doing some kind of product or uh, even a social media fundraiser campaign, think about it in circles. You've got people that you're kin to and that, you know, your friends, then you've got people that are just simply follow you online. I mean, you don't, you may not have a great relationship with them, but you follow them, they follow you, and you've got a chance to, to push that. So think about that even when the products that you sell, you know, is this something that my, all my circles of people will grab onto or just my family? So again, it's, it's, it's a pretty versatile thing. You just gotta find what works for you. I'm curious, uh, most, I'm gonna put you on the spot, you may not know the answer. Um, in all the fun, most t-shirts a kid has ever sold? Around 600. You had a wow. kid sell 600? Mm -hmm. Jeez. For a mission trip. Um, mission trip. Average is about 75. Which okay. if you think about making $12, $14 a shirt, that's a pretty good chunk of their mission trip. Yeah. So I don't want you, I don't want to make you do the math real fast, but it, it's a lot. So the kid that made that sold 600, did they like pocket the money or what they do? Like, uh, I'm they, pretty sure they I'm helped kidding. fund I'm other just, kids I'm that kidding. went with them. I'm but. sure. I'm sure. <laughs> they probably went and bought Girl Scout cookies. You know some hey. of those students that would do that? Girl Scout cookies. It's going in the Girl Scout cookie fund. <laughs> Going back with some extra donuts. <laughs> it, it's rare. It's rare that a teenager is going to fund that much, but it's a. It's definitely a, a cool situation when that happens. So, 
how how big of uh, a part or the, of the success of a fundraiser comes back to the students telling the story and not just the student pastor? Yeah, I think just like with anything in life, you can tell when somebody's not truly passionate about it. You know, if they're not connected to it and following it, um, and, and that goes with anything in student ministry, you have to get them involved from the very beginning um, and share. You know, make sure they're communicating the vision. They. The, the people in your church, the people in your community, they want to know they're supporting the actual students, not just an overall organization type feel. So, you know, I, I think it's so important um, in finding ways. And I mean, let's, let's be honest, when it comes to social media, your students are gonna be a little bit more savvy than you. So if you get them involved early, you're gonna have a much better looking presentation, much more trendy. Uh, well, for the most part, you gotta make sure you keep the reins on that, so. That's good. That's good. Well, hey, as we wrap this thing up, a lot of times we love to end with giving uh, folks that we know are passionate about youth ministry or passionate about youth pastors just a chance to kind of just speak a word of encouragement to all the folks that are listening. Who, who knows who's listening right now? But just as when you think about youth pastors, word of encouragement that comes to your mind? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I, as my kids get every year closer to student ministry, I think more and more about our current student ministry at our church. But just the way that I watch week after week. So I, I teach an adult uh, large group that's right down the hall from our student ministry. And every week watching the same leaders, the same people be faithful to that ministry. Um, some of the same student leaders that were there when I started in 2007 are still serving in student ministry. And seeing the way they're, they're connecting and the way that they have walked through life from, from 12 years old all the way through college. Watching, I mean, we have students over our house that, sorry, they were students. Now they're adults with kids. But when I first started, they were students. There is such a joy in the longevity of being involved year after year and watching generations grow up inside of your church um, that student ministry matters. And you really can tell the difference in a student that's had somebody pour into their life, not just a student pastor, but also leadership, student leaders, volunteers, mentors, pour in their life year after year after year. Um, and as somebody that's been at the same church for 14 years now, not in student ministry anymore, but I see those same students, I, I, I think it, it cannot be said enough how valuable student ministry is. So That's a good word. Well, Bubba, thanks, man. Thanks for coming back and hanging out, it. putting up with Chris again. Uh, I try. Hanging out with us, man. Yep. Dude, I buy his shirt, so that's what that's, hey, it's, let me, it's, a, it's a business transaction. Let me say this about Chris. He did take me to a restaurant today that was closed. That's so. true story. <laughs> Is that true the hole in the wall that you were bragging about earlier? He I bragged about a bad. hole in the wall and it was shut down. It was so. shut down. True. Construction? What are the holes in the wall? It was not permanently struck. Not permanently. Coming back bigger and stronger. That's all I'm saying. Doesn't matter. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Appreciate you guys. I love that guy. He's dude. I love that guy because we share a birthday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just kind of want to change my birthday so I can be in the club. Be a part. You can't be a part of the July. 23rd <laughs> can club. I just change my birthday? Nope. You can't. Dang it. Can't do All it. Right. Can't do it. Well, hey. Uh, hopefully that was helpful. I, I again, I think it's super helpful. Just his perspective uh, that he brings to that. Again, like we said off the front, just for me, very freeing understanding uh, all that goes into that beyond the actual fundraising itself, I think is really, really helpful, especially if you're starting out, like you said. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it's great. Be sure to, great. to head over, fund the nations, uh, check those guys out. And, and yeah, they really are good. You know, and he's, he, he helped us out early on when we started doing some of the, um, they sponsored us for a little while. If you've heard some of the early episodes and, um, they really are, a, a, like I use them for my T-shirts. Don't you use them? 
Yeah, yeah we've yeah, used them. For, shoots, yeah. for shirts, yeah. Fund the Nation's 52 threads. Great. But, uh, but it's not a paid sponsorship thing. It's just because we actually, if you're asking me, hey, who do you get your t-shirts, t-shirts through? I get them through Bubba. Yep. So, uh, yeah, but they're great. Yeah, man. we did our, uh, our shirts. Yep. Be sure also check out the Aerosport, guys, over at Aerosport. Air like you're in the air. O, fun. the letter O, sport dot fun. That promo code longer hole will save you some money and get you some cool upgrades. Also, the giveaway at the longerhall.com slash giveaway. You can win a set for yourself. Can my wife course, enter? Is that thing like. No, your wife cannot enter. <sighs> she can just play on the one you have. That's true. I got one already. It's good too. You're always mooching for free stuff. I'm down. <laughs> also, <laughs> our friends over at YM360, uh, man, that devotional is great. And so we'll put Are a link for that about in the, the show notes. Arise, my love. The book. Arise, my love. The book. A 46-day yeah, so, uh, devotional for Easter and Lent. Man, I think you missed your calling. I think you really, you, there, there's a, if this whole youth ministry thing doesn't work out for you, um, yeah, there's some opportunity there. I'll put you that on my list. I've got a lot for, of things. Do you have things on do, that list? I've got, what are your yeah, things on that list? I, I doesn't Come matter. On. They're, Y'all, you know, I want to hear it. You got at least one. Yeah, okay, right now you're fired. You're money. fired. You're fired and you're not podcasting and you're not doing youth ministry anymore. What are you doing? Quick. I'm driving go. a bus. Are you I'm being serious? That's probably my first go-to. Yeah. Do you like to drive like in all seriousness like you like to drive? It's, we it's might have bad. some bus drivers, so be careful. No, I like driving like, a bus. It's fun. Yeah. But it's also I would love to work at Disney and drive one of the mini vans. Oh, which yeah. is those vans that are like red with white yeah, polka yeah, dots. Yeah, yeah. It's like Disney's version of Uber. I mean if we're if we're talking existing skill set, I have a very limited skill set. Um that would earn you money. But <laughs> My love for Volkswagens, I'd probably end up working at a Volkswagen place someplace. That'd be awesome. Um, but yeah, I'm, that's probably why I'm still doing youth ministry because if if I wasn't, I'd be in a whole lot of trouble. There you go. Me too. So anyway, I'll put uh, links to all this stuff in the show notes, dude. And go on and join the Facebook group. Yes. Yes. Go join like, the join Facebook our Facebook group. group. We need it's, you. It's fun. It's Indeed. Good. Yep. Cool. Right. Well, I think that'll do it for today, yeah? Ah, good for me. Thanks. Sweet. We'll see you guys in the next episode. Later.